Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. We're going to continue on the series, but we're not now. So I'll need the band here briefly in a, in a little bit. Not yet, but in a little bit. Uh, I can't shake something. You know, we were going to continue in the, every series. I think every church should be a church of worship. Not just putting a number on a board of what hymnal we're going to sing and switch to the next. But I really feel that every church should be carrying a heart of worship. So I'm just going to go to Revelation 4 and we'll, we'll go from there. But I believe every church should be coming from a heart of worship. Every person. Right now we're in, we're in Pursuit 21. Maybe I'm extra needy and emotional. I don't know. But we're extra sensitive. But I, I, I just think there's something here that I can't shake. So we're going to go with it today. There's this thought that, that Nicole started to mention, and um, we met with Bruce and Catherine yesterday for, for lunch just to, just to connect with them, and it's been a little while since we've, since we've had some heart and, and, and FaceTime with Catherine. She's been taking care of her mom, and um, we just were around the table talking, and what they've walked through and what they've been through, and the heart of worship and the thankfulness that they're still carrying, and, and here's a, a couple who've lost two children now, and... And they're talking to us about not just joining God in the, the power of his resurrection, but joining him in the suffering and then praising him through that. And it's one of the only things we can do on earth that we can't do in heaven. There's just a few things. Evangelize, heal people, and worship through bad times. Worship him through circumstance. So as I get to Revelation 4, and I can't, I can't get that out of my spirit this year. Tuesday night at prayer, I read it again. This is something that, that's weekly for me. And one of the things I'm thankful for last year is, and I just realized this on Wednesday night, is that I've got my encounters back. Those of you who've been with us a couple years, you'll remember a couple of years ago on Mother's Day, there's a tragedy in, in, in Troy, and we lost a baby in a fire, and I was the first one in that scene, and I couldn't get to that baby. Something had been stolen from me. And this year, there was a Sunday that I was getting back from a trip in, in Atlanta, and God just told me to go in my office. And I went in there, and I literally was pinned to the floor for hours, just worshiping him, just in awe with the picture of Revelation 4. And since then, the, the encounters have been, have been given back to me. And, and it's just something I've longed for is just that intimacy with the Father. And as I read this, just more and more pops out to me every time. Here they are, and I'm just going to read it. And actually, the band, you can just come. We're, we're not going to be long. It says, then as I looked, now, now listen, this is a love story. This is John the Beloved. See, 
See, listen, Peter was asking the questions to Jesus, but John was leaning his heart in for the answer. John was wanting the glory. John was wanting the intimacy with, with, with Jesus when he was here on earth. So what God did was he, he literally opened up all of heaven to John as a gift. Revelation was never intended to be this, this dogmatic, fear-driven book of the Bible. It was meant as a love story, as a picture of what heaven really is. It's a picture of a love story of where, look, this is in all of his glory manifested. This is what's possible. So here it says, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the Spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones like jasper and chameleon. And the glow of the emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. And in front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like crystal. In the center and all around the throne were four living beings, each covered with their eyes front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third a human face. And the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings and their wings were covered all all over with eyes, inside and out, day and night, day after day and night after night, they kept saying, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. Listen, this wrecks me. All of heaven worships God. There's nothing happening except for him being there. There's no healings happening. There's no dead raisings. There's no blind eyes being healed. But over and over and over, they never get bored of singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We're talking about this. And in, in, in every nanosecond, God is revealing another nature of himself in heaven. And it's like, holy, 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 over and over and over. They're being revealed the fullness of God. Because every nanosecond, and every time they say holy, they see a new manifestation of God. Every single holy, it's this holy, holy, because they're seeing this new, this new vision of God, this new realm, this new goodness, this new power of God. It's who he is. It's not what he's doing. Worship is all entrained in, in, in and in, in circling around who he is. Not what he's doing. Listen, there's been bad things that's happened this year. There's been bad things that's happened in the last decades. It, but listen, it might be we're going after a breakthrough, and maybe it feels like you've been broken. Maybe it feels like you've had a breaking. Maybe you've had a breakdown. But this is the year of through. This is the year of through. Maybe it was the break last year and the through this year. It's the breakthrough. Listen, but it's not about what he's doing. It's about who he is. We're a church entrusted with worship. We're a church that's putting worship as a focus, and it's based on Revelation 4. It's not what he's doing. That's praise. Praise is praising him for what he's doing. Worship is worshiping for who he is. So here they are in heaven, worshiping him day and night, night and day, never getting old because of who he is. There's nothing happening Nothing, nothing in, the, in the realm of signs and wonders and the things we want to worship him. No financial blessings. There's no marriage breakthroughs. The only marriage is between a bride and a groom, and his name's Jesus. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one 
who always was, who is, and who is to come. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, and they lay their crowns before the throne and say, thank you, and say, you are the worthy, O Lord, O God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. Listen, this is, this is heaven. This is the heaven realm of worship. And we sometimes get stuck on a set list. We sometimes get stuck in our car where we can't worship because there's no music on. We sometimes get stuck in our, in our mess or what we're worshiping. Maybe we're worshiping us in the busyness of our day, in the grocery store, in these things. And, and the reality is, is that God's not asking for much. He's only asking for us to present ourselves a living sacrifice to him in worship. He created us to be a pleasure for him and to worship him. That's it. That's, that's our, our, our 100% reason for creation was for his glory. It was to bring the word, the gospel to the earth, and literally just to worship him. That's it, to make him famous. And the thing is, we get caught up in these things. We get caught up in this stuff. And the reality is, the stuff doesn't matter because the only thing that matters is what's going to be eternal. And we sit with the 24 elders, the four living creatures, the host of heavens, and we literally get to sing all the time for eternity, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Listen, we are serving the God of the impossible. That's really what the heart for this year is. We're serving the God of the impossible. So why not expect and go after the impossible? Listen, if it's within my might, if it's within something I can do, I don't want any part of it. I've been down that road. I've been down that, that system of works and trying to earn things. And let me just tell you, it's so much easier just to rest in his presence and to be filled up with him and just worship him. And everything else always works out. So I don't know what's going on in here. I don't know what's going on with your circumstances, your life, your jobs. I, I really don't know. I, I know with some of you. And I know with many of you, but I don't know where your heart's longing for. I don't know what you're contending for this year. But it is the season of breakthrough. It's the season of maybe breakthrough. It's the season of God of the impossible actually doing the impossible. For us just to have a service full of worship and then next week it just gets full. That's the kind of things, doing less with more. Why? Because our heart is totally fixated on Him. It's not about who's leading what or who gets to lead this week or who has what title. Listen, it is a heart of worship. We don't gather around doctrine. We don't gather with the same family in the same church because we agree on everything. We gather because the presence brought us together and we gather around him. We plant him in the center just like the days of the temple, just like the days of the tabernacle. It's to plant him in the center and us wrap our lives around that. It's to, it's to encompass and to fill our lives with him. Not to just ask him to join what we're doing, but literally a heart of worship that says, God, I don't, there's, there's chaos going on around me. But there's this picture in heaven that nothing matters but you. There's this picture in heaven that, that nothing going on here, nothing, nothing going on next year, nothing going on next week, nothing going on tomorrow at work matters. What matters is you are in heaven. And you're so bright and brilliant and beautiful. And every nanosecond you reveal another layer of who you are and we sing holy, holy, holy it's the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. 
Christians. We're, we're in this season, and, and the scripture we used last week was 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, if my people who are, who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, pray. It, it gives these list of things. It says, then I will heal their land. Listen, there's something to be said about the land. Why? Because when we use sacrifice, when a farmer sacrifices, there's something that turns in the atmosphere. There's something that turns in that dirt. There's the seed planting. There's the toiling. Listen, we don't have to earn this. We don't have to work for it. But I'm saying, an, an atmosphere of worship, it heals the land. There's something to be said about actually healing the land. When Jamie came and he talked about walking the 100 miles of persecution for the Native Americans, all of a sudden the land in Minneapolis began to get healed. Minneapolis began to have corporate people move in and, and corporate headquarters move in and all this stuff. And we've seen it time and time again. You, you, if, you, if you've ever flown into Las Vegas or, or New Orleans or, or a place like Cuba with, with a dictatorship, all of a sudden you feel this oppression. You feel this squeezing. I don't know if you've ever felt that, but you feel this, 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 this really suffocating feeling. And then all of a sudden, I remember flying back from Cuba into Mexico, and it was like, I could literally take a breath. It was this, this squeezing and this pressure. Listen, it's because people in this land, people in America, people in Miami County, people in this city, people in this church have toiled the land and have prayed, have humbled themselves. Listen, you're getting to walk in some favor here, even if you've not been with us for years, because years ago, a decade ago, we had a group of people, we had a group of teenagers who every Thursday night would pray for hours for this place. Some of the favor we're walking in is because 13, 14, 16-year-olds were, were pounding the ground, changing the atmosphere, getting the land healed so that we could walk in favor. One of the hardest things that Nicole and I had to do as youth pastors then was figure out whose turn it was to spend the night at the church to pray, the boys or the girls. And then to talk to them about, hey, please don't pray in tongues for the neighbors when you're going door to door and knocking on their doors. It's kind of weird. They don't understand it yet. Like these are the conversations we're having because they're so passionate and so in love with Jesus and so full of faith that something's gonna happen. Listen, that was the atmosphere of worship. That's the atmosphere of prayer. That's the atmosphere of sacrificing ourselves, saying it's not about me. Listen, if we begin to do this and we get this thing, and it's not a works or performance, you got, there's a, there's a fine line there to where it's presenting myself because I want intimacy with the Father. It's, it's learning, leaning my heart into the bosom of Jesus so that no matter what's going on and who's asking the questions, I get the answers. It's not a performance thing, but when I lean my heart into this worship and prayer, when I lean my heart into presenting myself a living sacrifice, when I just lean in to, to, to praising Him and, and, and joining Him in the resurrection and the, the, the sufferings, then all of a sudden the land is healed, the atmosphere changes, and everything becomes fertile in that land. Everything becomes life in that land. This is totally off cusp. It's just, it's just what the Lord was doing right there. Right, Pastor Nicole is doing announcements. This is a Revelation 4 year. This is a Revelation 4 year that we can actually come into the inner courts with the Father. This is a Revelation 4 where we can come into such deep encounters and intimacy with the Father that all circumstances, all trials, all breakings work out to where we're into the through. Would you just stand with me? Here's what we're gonna do. Listen, there's, there's things 
The Bible talks about intercession and intercessory prayer. And it's basically going on behalf of others for their best interest. People that can't pray, people that don't know how to pray, people that don't know Jesus, people who've never heard his name, people that have turned their back on him, maybe your family members, maybe your own children, maybe your own grandchildren, maybe your own parents, whatever that is. Listen, I believe we're in this moment, this Kairos moment right now, this Kairos moment where, where things are just gonna come unlocked right here. Listen, there's such a key there in 2 Chronicles and there's such a key in Revelation 4 and there's such a key in Ephesians 3. That God can do more than we can ask, think, or imagine. But guess what that means? It means we gotta ask. It means we gotta dream. It means we gotta imagine. We gotta dream of that nation coming to Jesus. We gotta dream to that industry being changed. We gotta dream of that grandchild being saved. Listen, we've gotta ask him for it. We gotta dream with him with that. And we gotta have a vision, and if not, people are gonna die. Listen, this is a Revelation 4 Kairos moment. That that, listen, if we can just see God for who He is, not what He's doing here, not a performance, not in, not in our works, but if we can just, like, like this might even just be laying out a different service for next, for the 11. I, I don't know. This is a Kairos moment. So, we're just going to go back to worship and whatever it is you guys want to lead. And we're just going to go through prayer and worship. And we're going to give God our first fruits of this year for this service. This is the first service of 2018. We're going to give him the first fruits. We're going to return to our first love. We're going to return into our first works over. This is, this is the Kairos moment. This is what the heart of Upper Room is. It's not following an agenda. It's not following a schedule. It's not following a plan or sermon notes or a set list. It's following the heart of Jesus. It's following his presence. And whatever he's pulling us into, that's where we're going to go. So <laughs> my goal was to be more organized this year. And this is totally shattering all of that right now. But guess what? I will never forsake presence to get excellence. I will never forsake presence to get people. I will never change that. So if this is a presence moment, it's for you. If this is a preface moment, it's for our families. It's for our jobs and our careers and our, and our industries. It's for our cities. It's for our nations. This is a presence moment for the world. This is a presence moment for the other denominations. This is a presence moment. So whatever it is you got, we're just going to go into that and we're going to turn the lights back on. And I want you to present yourself a living sacrifice in worship right now, in prayer right now. Listen, I am not afraid to snot and get ugly, all right? So whatever that looks like for you, if that's dancing, if that's shouting, if that's running around, if that's laying down, if that's just sitting and receiving, this is a presence moment for you. This is a Kairos moment for you and your family and your generations to come. This is a Kairos moment of Revelation 4. Holy, holy, holy. God is unraveling himself for you. God is revealing himself for you and your marriage. This is a Kairos moment of Revelation 4. Holy, holy, holy. Who is, who was, and is to come. Who was, and is, and is to come. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it yesterday, if he did it in his word, he'll do it today, and he'll do it tomorrow for my kids, and he'll do it next year for my kids' his kids. Yes, Lord, the breakthrough's here. The breakthrough's here. Holy, holy, holy are you almighty who was, who is, and is to come. Holy, 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 Lord, you're almighty who was and is and is to come. We worship you, Jesus. Whatever that looks like, just go after it. We worship you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. 